As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Listening to NSV Online Radio. I'm your host, Jacqueline Williams Hines, and we are the station where there are no small victories and every accomplishment is celebrated. NSV, your autism awareness station, helping keeping you informed, entertained, and enlightened. Tonight, we're going to have a break away from our scheduled format. Um, unfortunately, our guest is an autism parent, and uh, often that happens with a, a lot of us parents on the spectrum. Unforeseen things happen and we have to be very resilient and uh, be able to adapt. So that's what I'm doing with the show tonight. Uh, our guests hopefully will be with us again soon. Um, but tonight we're just going to adapt and keep it moving. So tonight I'm going to be doing uh, sharing with our listeners some autism awareness information as well as opening up our phone lines uh, and hoping that people will be Skyping in and with questions. So if you have a question or comment, please feel free to give us a call at 561-623-9421. One of the things that I am very, very passionate about, and as uh, my organization is also a Massachusetts state member of the uh, Mass Act Early Initiative, which is a state initiative of the CDC's National Know the Science Act Early um, Autism Awareness Movement. So what I do a lot of is trying to educate and share information with parents who may or may not uh, know if their child is definitely on the spectrum, but may have suspicions. And if you don't know, or if you have a child in your family that you've seen some things that seem a little atypical uh, developmentally, and maybe you want to talk to that parent, whether it's a brother, sister, or just a friend, um, and you're not quite sure how, we can talk about that tonight and just go over some of the milestones that typical, um, typically happen uh, developmentally and some of the red flags that parents should be aware of. So I'm looking at the milestone moments, which is a booklet 
from the CDC. And it's actually starting at month two. And some of the things that children that are as young as two months are able to do regarding movement and physical development is they can hold their head up and they begin to push up when lying on their tummy. And they start to make smoother movements with arms and legs. So you don't see the jerky, erratic movements that you see uh, in an infant, a newborn. Um, They act early by, you know, excuse me, um, they may not respond to loud noises, which are some of the delays or milestone uh, delays that you may want to look for. Uh, They don't watch things as they move. And that can be something that could be as common as, you know, a mother or father's face moving above theirs uh, during feeding. They may not be tracking you with their eyes. Um, They don't smile at people. And that's something that I, I really don't usually think about in a two-month-old, but um, that is pretty common when you have an infant and you're feeding and they start to reciprocally smile at you in recognition. And uh, another delay is they may not bring their hands to their mouth and can't hold their head up when pushing up on their tummy. So that is very interesting for me um, because a lot of times people think when we're talking about recognizing signs or delays uh, in potential, you know, uh, diagnosis of autism that we don't see these things until much later. So in sharing this, we're hoping that we have new parents who may be able to pick up on some signs a lot earlier. Um, At age four months, your baby starts to develop social and emotional responses. So they start to smile spontaneously especially at people, uh, copy some movements and facial expressions like smiling or frowning, likes to play with people and might cry when playing stops. So that's that recognition piece. Uh, they're aware of engagement. Um, you know, if you're playing peekaboo or uh, just playing with them with your fingers or something and you stop, they may want that that play to continue and may cry in response. Um, some of the delays that you may start to see in language and communication is, um, oh, excuse me, development uh, milestones is they begin to babble, babble with expression and copy sounds that he or she hears and cries in different ways to show hunger, pain, and being tired. Um, and I think sometimes parents think that, uh, you know, it's just a intuitive um thing that parents have, but there are different cries. And as parents, we start to pick up on, you know, if they're hungry or if they're tired or maybe they're wet and wants to, you know, uncomfortable and may want to be changed. So these are some of the developmental uh, milestones that we start to see at about age four months. Now, when we start to not see these, that could definitely be a sign to really take a pay more closer attention to see if there are more delays. Um, Things you may want to do to help stimulate that development is hold and talk to your baby, smile and be cheerful. Um, Set steady routines for sleeping and feeding. Pay closer attention to what your baby likes and doesn't like. Copy your baby's sounds. Act excited and smile when your baby makes sounds. Have quiet play times when you read or sing to your baby and play games such as peekaboo. Moving to month six, social and emotional development, you'll start to notice that babies start to recognize familiar faces and then begin to recognize strangers or know if someone is a stranger. They may like to play with others, especially their parents, uh, respond to other people's emotions and often seem happy and like to look at themselves in mirrors. So you start to see a development of self-recognition as well. They will respond as far as language communication with sounds by making sounds. Strings of vowels together when babbling. So you may start to hear ah eh, oh, sounds, and taking turn with parents while making sounds. The child will start to respond to his or her name, making sounds to show joy and displeasure, and begin to say consonant sounds, such as jammering with M sounds or B 
B sounds such as mm or some of the things that we can do as parents to help stimulate that baby's development is play on the floor with the baby every day. Learn to read your baby's moods. If they're happy, keep doing what you're doing. If they're upset, take a break and comfort the baby. Use reciprocal play, such as when they smile, you smile. When he makes sounds, you copy them. Repeat your child's sounds and say simple words with those sounds. So example, if your child is saying ba, you may respond with bottle or book. When your baby looks at something, point to it and talk about it. Read colorful picture books to your baby. When your child drops a toy on the floor, pick it up and give it back. This game helps them to learn cause and effect. Skipping forward to nine months, looking at social and emotional development. By this time, your child will recognize and may be afraid of strangers, may be clingy with familiar adults, and have favorite toys. With regard to language and communication, your child will start to understand no. May make a lot of different sounds like ma 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 and ba ba ba. Copy sounds and gestures of others and use his fingers to point at things. So things that we can help do to help support the baby's development is pay attention to the way he reacts to new situations and people and try to continue to do the things that makes baby happy and comfortable. Continue with routines, play games with my turn, your turn. Describe what your baby is looking at. For example, red round ball. Copy your baby's sounds and words and teach cause and effect by rolling balls back and forth, pushing toy cars and trucks, and putting blocks in and out of containers. In regard to cognitive learning, your child will start to think, problem solve, such as watching the path of something as it falls, looks for things he sees you hid, plays peekaboo, puts things in their mouth, picks up things like cereal O's between thumb and finger. Movement and physical development, your child should be starting to stand and holding on to things. This is usually a precursor to what we call cruising, that's walking and holding on to objects. Sits without support, crawls, can get into a sitting position and pulls up on objects to stand. So conversely, some of the developmental delays that we may start to notice at this age, the child may not bear weight on legs with support, doesn't sit with help, doesn't babble, doesn't play any games involving back and forth, doesn't respond to their name, doesn't seem to recognize familiar people, doesn't look where you point, and doesn't transfer toys from one hand to another. Now again, I want to definitely underscore the information that I'm sharing by saying this is not a definitive list and this is not um, a, a way of diagnosing. This is just a way for parents to have some type of rudimentary information regarding developmental milestones and delays so that you, if you start to see these things and you're taking note of them, this would be a very good reason to Bring this to the attention of your pediatrician. What I would suggest uh, for parents, if you start to take note on it once or twice, you know, I wouldn't become alarmed, but perhaps start a journal. Start noting if your child is doing some of these things or not doing some of these things over a consistent basis and definitely bring this to the attention of your pediatrician. Your child at one year regarding social and emotional development, may be very shy or nervous with strangers, cries when mom or dad leaves, has different things in people, shows fear in some situations, hands you a book when he wants to hear a story, repeats sounds or actions to get attention, puts arms and legs in, in while dressing, and plays games such as peekaboo. Now, again, th 
these are just milestones or um, just some of the things that you may want to take a look at. But again, not an exhaustive or definitive checklist. How we can help support that development at this age? Give your child time to get to know a new caregiver. Bring a favorite toy, a stuffed animal. If he responds and responds to unwanted behavior, say no firmly. Do not yell, spank, or give long explanations. A time out for 30 seconds to one minute might help redirect your child. Give your child lots of hugs, kisses, and praise for good behavior. And as a, uh, a therapist, I'm, I'm definitely all for um, appropriate positive reinforcement. Um, so hugs uh, for good behavior, a lot of uh, direct contact and attention. I think we have a question. Let's see. Okay, listeners, please be patient with me because I'm I'm trying to walk and uh, chew bubblegum. So I'm trying to see my questions as I'm sharing this information because I definitely want to answer any questions that are coming up from my listeners. So I'm going to share a few more tips and then I think we will take a quick musical interlude and then I'm going to come back and definitely try to get into answering any and all questions that came in. Um, Please forgive me for being a novice uh, at this technical stuff, but uh, your questions are very important to me. So I definitely want to get to everybody that uh, takes the time to call in and share with us tonight. So going back to the cognitive and learning and thinking thresholds that you may see in a child of one years old, they start to explore things in different ways, like shaking, banging, or throwing. Uh, Anyone with a one-year-old knows that that is a way of expressing and just kind of figuring how things work. So don't be surprised. uh, It's not a behavioral issue if they start to throw things. Um, Copying gestures, which uh, most parents are delighted to see at that time, waving bye-bye, maybe blowing kisses back and forth. Things that they see you do, they will start to copy. And they let things go without help. Always a good thing. Um, Sometimes as parents, we have to pick our battles. But uh, we love it when they start to relinquish things just by us saying, let me have that. Banging two things together. Following simple directions like pick up the toy. With regards to movement and physical development, They're starting to get into a sitting position without help, pull up to stand, walks, holding on the furniture, again cruising, and may stand alone. So you may see some tentative standing, uh, kind of like, look, mom, no hands, and that's usually a precursor to walking. So on the flip side of that, some of the delays that you may want to be aware of is if a child doesn't crawl, can't stand when supported, or doesn't search for things that she sees you hide. So these are just a few of the things that we want parents to be aware of up until age one. Now, I'm going to take a brief musical interlude, um, try to get to all of my callers' questions, and then we can come back, answer some questions, and then we will continue giving you information on milestones and delays. Stick around.
for rejoining us. Wow. So we had some really good questions come in. So I'm going to try to um, answer all of them and hopefully I will um, answer to the satisfaction of our callers. Um, One of the questions that came is what is the difference between delayed and autism? Delayed um, basically describes a, a, and we're we're talking about, I'm trying to put this in words, um, Delayed would reference a time frame. Basically, it's saying that the child hasn't displayed these milestones at this point, which is usually typical for that age group. Now, if the child displays them later on, then they may would be termed as delayed. Autism is a diagnosis. Um, delayed could be describing any diagnosis, basically, that is uh, developmental where the child starts to exhibit those or meet those milestones at a date that's not typical to that age group. Autism is a developmental um, diagnosis where the child may never meet those developmental milestones at an age-appropriate group, Uh, excuse me, at an age-appropriate level. Uh, The child may never become um, intellectually or uh, socially or um, linguistically age appropriate. So they will always have, um, you know, uh, deficits in these areas. And I'm hoping I'm explaining that so that it makes sense to you. Um, One of the other questions that we have is, um, and I love this because as a therapist, this kind of feeds into what I do. Um, Someone asked if the child, if you see a child dropping a a ball or dropping a toy and, you know, picking it up and will that kind of set the stage for them to think it's a game? Well, developmentally, a child is looking for, uh, maybe looking for response. So that could be something that could be used as helping develop communication. If a child drops something and they're kind of checking in with you, looking to you to see how you're responding and you pick the ball up and you give it back to them, well, there's a lot of communication that went on there. You had verb, excuse me, you have um, visual communication because the child is looking to you to see if you're responding to the actions that they had or the, the action that they um, 
had with the ball as far as dropping it. And how did you respond to that? Now you could turn that around and say, you dropped the ball and see if they respond by picking up. That's developmental skills. Those are developing developing, um, foundations for communication. So is it a bad thing to think that it's a game? No. I mean, if the child is throwing something at you, um, you can reshape that behavior so that it as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's appropriate. And, you know, if they're throwing something and you say, take the object and have them pick it up and then hand over hand, prompt them to give it to you appropriately and then give them reinforcement for giving you the toy appropriately, then that will kind of teach that the, that throwing at you is inappropriate. So I don't think it's such a big thing um, to have them think it's a game as long as it's appropriate because it does help support that communication skill development. Um, Trying to think of the other questions that came in. There were so many wonderful questions that came in. Um, Why don't we go back to a few more of our development or developmental milestones, and then I will take a few more questions. So the child at age 18 months, what your children do at this age, uh, when we're talking about social and emotional development, they might like to see things, uh, like to hand things to others as they play. So that's actually kind of feeding into the last question we were talking about you know, doing things with balls and and, um, having that become a game. Um, So at that point, that's actually developmentally age appropriate. They may start to develop a temper and throw temper tantrums. And the one thing that I always like to share with parents is, even though it can be very stressful for us as parents, you have to always look at that as a way of communication. If the child is throwing a tantrum, think about what happens before the tantrum And what happens after the tantrum? So if you are, say, for instance, reading a book and the child wants your attention and they start to throw a tantrum and you put the book down and you start to give them attention, whether it's uh, by saying, no, that's not appropriate, or maybe giving them a cookie, um, how you reinforce that is what's going to really keep that tantrum going. So... If we want a child to really not pay, you know, have these behaviors and we want to shape really appropriate behaviors, what we need to do is really look at what we would rather see if the, and, and what, what purpose that behavior serves. Uh, I always tell parents that even though we think it's just something that every child does, no child wants to have a tantrum for 20 minutes. It's so much easier to get uh, attention for something appropriate if we can shape, help shape that behavior. So little tip to our parents with uh, 18-month-olds, when we see them having a tantrum, think about what happened before the tantrum and what happens after. What purpose is this tantrum serving? Because it is a form of communication. 
Your child at 18 months should be showing affection to familiar people, uh, playing pretend, such as feeding a doll. And that's really something huge because a lot of times uh, with children on our spectrum, one of the key red flags that we see is what we talk about is appropriate play or age-appropriate play. You may see children who are very, very interested in cars, but maybe only interested in a component of the car. So maybe they'll just watch the wheel turn and just really be interested in turning that wheel as opposed to rolling the car, um, having a bunch of cars and pretending, you know, traffic um, may just be lining them up very regimentally. And a lot of times people think, oh, it's just about them lining things up. Well, not really. I mean, that is something that is usually a visual cue to parents, but it's usually about what's the uh, the appropriate play. Are we seeing imaginative play? Are we seeing them playing with dolls and kind of imitating what they would see if a parent was uh, was holding a baby? Do I have a question? Do these issues start? That's gone. Okay. Do these issues start? Um, I didn't see the rest of the question. At birth or can issues? I'm sorry. Please bear with me because, uh, like I said, I am definitely a novice when it comes to technology. Do these issues start at birth or can issues? I'm assuming the issues, can they develop over time? Um one thing that we've had parents say, and this has been my personal experience, um, some parents were able to pick up on some of the issues very early. And usually what happens is these are parents who may have a child already on the spectrum and then find that they're able to cue into these um, these signs or these developmental delays a little earlier in the second child because they've already been through it. Now, if you have the information, you may be a little bit more attuned. Um, but then it has happened in the past as with what happened in my instance where my son met all of his developmental uh, milestones appropriately, age appropriately, and then he actually started to regress. So uh, say about age two, he was doing what most two-year-olds were doing, very affectionate, lots of eye contact, uh, lots of what they call shared attention, you know, engaging me appropriately, seeking out my attention with his eyes, you know, wanting to hug, and then slowly started to lose words. And um, I often say that because there's so much nonverbal dynamic that goes on within the home, you know, we're, we're kind of so in tune with other family members that sometimes we kind of know what each other wants without a lot of verbal communication. So I didn't pick up on it right away. Uh, another family member brought it to my attention that he wasn't speaking as much as a, a typical two-year-old would speak. And when I started to really pay attention to that, uh, I noticed that a lot of the phrases that he was saying before were gone. And, you know, of course, I, I didn't want to be a nervous Nelly. This wasn't my first child. Um, and did, I didn't know anything about autism. So I kind of took the wait and see approach. And uh, my son actually regressed back to being totally nonverbal. So uh, for me, that was my red flag. And, you know, um, as huge as that was uh, at the time, because I didn't have any knowledge of autism, um, it really took it to be that extreme before I saw that there was um, an issue there. Um, so hopefully that's one of the reasons why I try to share this information with parents out there because hopefully it'll be something that with that knowledge you'll be able to kind of pick up on earlier, um, bring it to your pediatrician's attention, and if necessary, if there is a definitive diagnosis made, um, get that early interventive ser uh, therapeutic services so that your child can you know, uh, start to to make that way of uh, really trying to get him back on track. And I say that to um, definitely say that, you know, therapeutic services are um, do not work with every child on the same level. Some children go on into school and 
you know, don't need a lot of supports. Other children need more supports uh, for a longer period, and some children will always need support. So that's really the reason why it is called the autism spectrum, because uh, two children, you know, basically with the same type of diagnosis can uh, be on the... You know, on different uh, degrees, have different degrees. So um, while I think information is empowering, uh, I definitely want parents to understand that it, it's a lot of work. And uh, but, you know, early intervention, I have seen it work. I have seen it work. So please don't get disheartened. So um, I think we were about 18 months now. We were talking about a child's developmental um, milestones. Let's see. A child may start to point and show others something they're interested in. Um, They may cling to caregivers in new situations. They're starting to become a little bit more um, aware of their surroundings, so they will start to be a little bit more apprehensive when they're in unfamiliar situations. Uh, with regard to language and communication, they may start to say several single words. So we start to hear things like cup, uh, maybe juice, you know, um, just starting to really communicate with parents verbally. Um, every now and then you'll start to hear them string maybe one, two one or two words together, maybe juice, please, cup, please. And my all-time favorite is they start to say no and shake their head. So um, I, even though I think that's uh, it's wonderful because as uh, most parents of an 18-month knows that uh, usually about that time they find the power in no. And it is very empowering for them to be able to... Um, have their own opinion and and say what they do and don't want. So parents don't think of it as a bad thing. It is a phase thing. Um, But really, I would say, you know, stick to your guns. Um, You know, definitely um, give them rewards when it's appropriate. Um, You know, at the same time, we don't want to start building behaviors uh, of really empowering them and letting them just be able to say no. But do understand that that is part of typical developmental communication. Um, Cognitive and learning. Your child may start to point to one body part. So they start to discern different body parts. Know what ordinary things are for, such as telephones, spoons, brushes. Shows interest in a doll or a stuffed animal by pretending to feed. And scribbles on his own. Points to get attention of others and can follow one-step verbal commands without any gestures, such as sit down. Movement and physical development, they may start to walk alone or maybe walking alone uh, without holding your hand, drinks from a cup and eats from a spoon and can help undress his or herself. So these are some of the things that we see typically around that 18 month. And I want to kind of emphasize that, um, you know, in the past, without a lot of information, this is typically when parents start to notice um, the delays, if they are there, because that's when we start to expect our, you know, around two, we start to expect our children start to engage the world around them and people around them. And often uh, times with children on the spectrum or suspected of being on the spectrum, you don't see a lot of social engagement. So that's usually why we started to see um, statistically children are diagnosed around that time, because that's when most parents really start to pay attention to those delays. So things you can do is act early by talking to your doctor when they don't point to show things to you. They can't walk at 18 months. They don't know what familiar things are for. They don't try to copy you. They're not gaining any new words. They don't have at least six words. And they lose skills that they once had. So again, that regression is definitely a a huge uh, red flag that we should keep be mindful of. Your child at two years, um, social and emotional, copies others, especially adults and older children, gets excited when other children come around, shows more and more independence, plays mainly beside other children, but is beginning to include other children's such in as excuse me, such as in games of chase. Language and communication, they start to point to things or pictures that are named, 
knows names of familiar people and body parts, says sentences with two to four words, and points to things in a book, repeats words overheard in a conversation, and follows simple instructions. So um, basically, conversely, if we're not starting to see that at age two, definitely um, something to bring to your pediatrician's um, attention. And a child at age three, now the book actually jumps now from age two to age three. So at this point, the child, we're looking at a lot of social and emotional development. Uh, They're copying what their adults and friends are doing, shows affection for friends without prompting, takes turns in games, shows concerns for a crying friend, dresses and undresses self, shows a wide range of emotion, Separates easily from mom and dad, may get upset with major changes in routine, and understands the idea of mine and his or hers. Um, And I love that word mine because we hear that so much at that age. Uh, Usually scream to the top of their lungs, but uh, very age appropriate. Language and communication skills, follows instructions with one or two steps, can name most familiar things, says first name, age and sex, names a friend, carries on a conversation using two to three sentences, says words like I, me, we, and you, and some plurals such in as in cars, dogs, or cats, and talks well enough for strangers to understand most of the time. So again, conversely, if we're not seeing that at age three, um, such as falling down a lot or has trouble with stairs, uh, if the child has drools or has very unclear speech, can't work simple toys such as pegboards, simple puzzles, turning a handle, doesn't understand simple instructions, doesn't speak in sentences, doesn't make eye contact, doesn't play pretend or make believe, doesn't want to play with other children or with toys, or loses skills, again, that he once had. One thing that I want to really talk about uh, very quickly is what we call parallel play. And sometimes we hear parents say, oh no, my child plays with other children. Well, sometimes what we will actually see is a child doing what they call parallel play. And this is really very evident if you see a child perhaps on a playground. uh, What parallel play is, is the child will play in proximity of others without engagement of others. So, for instance, when my son first started um, playing soccer... And he was probably about six, and he would run alongside uh, the field. So, you know, at a certain level, if I'm looking across the field, it may actually look like he's running with the team. But if you were at a certain vantage point, you realize that he's running alongside the team, and he's not engaging any other players. So you may start to see that in playground settings or um, settings, say, Chuck E. Cheese, you may see that child playing around the periphery of another group of children, but without any type of real engagement. And that's really a good sign or a good indicator, because that means usually the child lacks the social skills to have that type of engagement with others. So that's something that we definitely want to bring uh, to the attention of your pediatrician. And as we're just about to wrap up, I'm just going to quickly skip ahead to... Age five, um, your child wants to please friends, wants to be like his friends, more likely to agree with rules, likes to sing, dance, act, is aware of gender, and can tell what's real and what's make-believe. Now, these are the typical milestones. Language and communication, the child should be speaking very clearly, telling simple stories, using full sentences, saying his name and address, using future tense, for example, grandma will be here. So sometimes what we start to see in in the developmental delays is the child doesn't show a wide range of emotions. You may have a child with a pretty uh, flat effect, so you're not seeing a range like happy or, um, you know, surprised or afraid. Um, It may be kind of flat or you may have an angry response with not a facial, um, the facial response may not be 
connecting with the action. So you may have a child that's throwing toys and seeming to have a tantrum, uh, no crying, and a very flat effect uh, or a very expressionless um, or, you know, expression um, shows extreme behavior. So they can usually be fearful, aggressive, shy, or sad, but to a very extreme degree, usually withdrawn and not active, can't give first and last name, doesn't draw pictures, doesn't play a variety of games and activity, doesn't respond to people or responds only superficially, and can't tell what's real and what's make-believe. So while we all kind of expect our children to um, have their pretend play and have real friends, um, you may have a child who really doesn't understand the difference between perhaps a cartoon in real life. So if you you know see behaviors going on in a cartoon where perhaps the cartoon character is hitting someone over the head with something heavy, you may have that child kind of imitating those actions and not understanding that that's pretend play, that's not real. So again, uh, I'm hoping that all of our listeners found something of interest in what I've shared tonight. I'm hoping that it was insightful and again, um, as I said, it's not a definitive list. You know, we don't want our parents self-diagnosing, nor do we want you worrying yourself to death. What this is, is trying to help empower parents so that if you are concerned, please, I urge you, seek out the opinion or a, a um, examination for your child with your pediatrician. There are diagnostic tools that your pediatrician will use, usually a lot of uh, questionnaires that they will get information from you as well as other exams. But the, the most important thing is early identification and um, diagnosis so that if you are in need of those therapeutic supports that we can get them in place as soon as possible. Parents, I just want you to know I'm in this with you. I'm a parent of a beautiful 19-year-old. It's been a lot of work, but believe me, every day was worth it. So again, I say to you, remember, there are no small victories. Every accomplishment should be celebrated. Join me again next week, Wednesday at 7 p.m., and I'm hoping that uh, all of our guests will be able to show because, again, like I said, most of our guests are parents and they're going through a lot of the things. So I'm going to be as supportive of them as I am of all of you. You've been listening to NSV Online Radio. Join us for the fourth Wednesday of every month for Real Talk Wednesday, where their listeners are invited to call in and share real life experiences of living with autism. Thank you. And we'll see you again next week. Say so much the day.
Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.